on, everybody? I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to get back into the flow of things with this podcast, this wonderful podcast, this great podcast. Today, we're going to get a little bit into a what if. This would be the second what if that we've done. This would be, I think, maybe the even more interesting one of the two that we've done so far. And I'm very happy to breach this topic. Game Time with Zach and Jamir presents What If the Nets Beat the Bucks? Okay, we're not talking about a regular season game. We're not talking about anything specific. Well, we're talking about something specific, but we're talking about something that happened a few years ago. For most basketball consumers, most general basketball consumers, I'm sure you would already know what we're kind of talking about and what we're we're getting at here. But we're talking a few years back in the playoffs when Kevin Durant's foot was about a couple inches too long and they went to overtime and Giannis survived. Giannis and the crew survived. They beat the Hawks and then Giannis Antetokounmpo drops 50 to beat the Suns and wins the championship a few years ago. But in this story, now we we can we can spin this a couple of different ways because many many believe that if James Harden doesn't get injured, they beat the Bucks. Many believe that if Kyrie doesn't get hurt, they beat the Bucks. And obviously, if his foot, if Kevin Durant's foot was an inch or so shorter, they beat the Bucks. So to start with that, I guess like how how would you want to break this down, Zach? Because we can go a couple different ways. Uh it's hard. Would but... you want to say with, with Kyrie or because for me, like the Kyrie and, and Harden thing is a definite because they were definitely whipping that ass with them. Yes. But I think either one of them. I think the most interesting of it all, of all three, all three of those outcomes is like Durant, Durant's foot being on the line. Cause that was really just a matter of, of sheer like luck. You know what I mean? Yes. And that really could have, if, if you, if you replay that play 10 times, like, you know, most outcomes probably end up with him, but most outcomes probably end up with him just missing that shot. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but you know, there's, there's a, there is a world in which his foot was not on the line. Like injuries and all that, they still could have went and had his foot been behind the line. So I think that's the most interesting outcome. Mm-hmm. But if we want to go down that rabbit hole, because like you said, there really are three major rabbit holes you can go down here. If you go down that rabbit hole, I think you know, of course, the Nets win that. And then well, technically four, because you've got if Kyrie is fully healthy. Oh right, right. You got if James Harden is fully healthy. You got if both of them are fully healthy, and you've got if the the foot is a little shorter right but if, if i think in either of those outcomes that's when the series atlanta gets fried 
either way. Only, only reason why Atlanta went to six because Giannis got hurt. I think that's what it beat them in like five as well. A healthy, a health, healthy or not, I think it was just Durant. I think they still would have won. And as you know, Harden did come back eventually, so he would have ramped up. Kyrie might have had a shot at coming back. And I just feel like, actually, let me ask you this: Do you think the Suns, Suns versus Nets? Let's say Kevin Durant's there, Harden's like eighty percent, and Kyrie might be coming back. You think who do you think wins that series? Now, see, that's fun because if you look back at that roster, they had nothing but KD pretty much. Like, okay, and that in the game set in the game seven and and whatnot, what do they have? They had Bruce Brown, they had KD. I'm trying to think who else was on the roster at the time. Well, we, had... we, should, we should preface um, that, you know, for those, for those who did ask, aren't sure. This is the 2021 Brooklyn Nets versus okay. the 2021 Bucks. Let's look at the 2021 Nets roster. Yes. I don't remember who either. They had, I do remember Kessler Edwards was on there, even though he was useless. He's still on there and he's still yeah, useless. Yeah, Claxton, Patty Mills. Jeff Green. <laughs> this this roster is pathetic. Yes. Have, wasn't Dinwiddie there the whole time? But he got hurt. He was yeah. out the whole time. He was out the whole season. He was out the whole yeah. season. Yeah, okay. I'm looking now. I see it. They had uh they had Lamarcus. They had Lamarcus Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown. It looks like they, yeah, they had that was the year they made the Harden trade. So their roster, see if you look at their roster on reference, basketball references, just a lot of players. But Bruce Brown was there, Nick Claxton was there, Dinwiddie was there, but out the whole year. Durant, Harden, Blake got there by the playoffs. Yes. Uh Joe Harris was still there when he was still pretty solid. Well, he was playing Garbino. He was playing garbage, but <laughs> he was playing hot trash. Mike James was there. Yes. Uh, Kadooks, <laughs> DeAndre oh, yeah. Jordan, Lavert got traded, Luwau Caparo. Yeah, they didn't have a soul. Yeah, it was just a bunch of dudes for real. It was just a bunch of randoms. Oh my God, they were they were putrid. Like as we review this roster. This was a putrid roster. Right. Because I'm looking at it now, and I'm trying to look at how things shook, shook out. Okay, so you had, because I'm, I'm I'm looking at the, the the game time roster they had. So um, you had Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Blake, James Harden, Jeff Green, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown, Mike James. They had Landry Shaman. I forgot about that. Uh, Reggie Perry, Nick Claxton, uh, Luau Cabarro, Alize Johnson, Chris Chiosa, and Tyler Johnson. But most of, but about maybe half the guys I, I named didn't even get much playing time. Uh, so, right. and uh, as you said, a lot. Of, as you said, a lot of these dudes really weren't much. They weren't. They didn't have much to. They were. They were. There was not much to speak of for them in the playoffs. Durant really was by himself for real. Yes, that man was by himself. That man was on an island. But even then, 
I know I asked you, but I'll answer. I think the Nets still would have beat the Suns. Was it eighty percent, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant wasn't eighty percent. Oh, not eighty percent. No, no. Katie was. Katie was playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. Yeah, but I feel like if Durant the way the way he was playing, that was probably that was some of the best basketball of his career. It was might have been might have been the best basketball of his career. Harden was also an MVP candidate that year. Like you remember when he first got to Brooklyn. People were like, he was on a lot of uh, MVP ballots. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving was doing Kyrie things. And I guess I know they're both hurt, but I think Harden, by the time the finals rolled around, he would have been pretty good to go. Kyrie, I don't remember his timetable at the time, so I can't say for sure, but I have a feeling, you know, he probably would have made it, made his way back eventually. Cause I don't he probably would have been back around like game one or two, something like, well, game two, game three, something like that. Yeah, I think he would have made his way back. And I just like that team, like, just those three alone at that period of time was was enough to win you a chip that season. Yeah. When we look back in context, James Harden was playing. I think that that series goes to seven only because the Suns, I feel like, had a much deeper roster. And their whole, the, the collective of their team was playing well at that point. Uh, like <clears throat> with the Bucks. The one thing I can say about the Bucks is they had a dominant role player. Well, they had they had role players on top of Giannis being godly when he came back. And you had Drew Holiday. You had Chris Middleton doing his thing. So, yeah, James Harden and KD definitely would. They they win you at least two to three games against the Suns automatically, just the two of them. Yeah. But my only question would have been if they got any help. Hmm. I don't know. I think they could have. That offense was there. That offense was just ridiculous. It was when they had all, when they had all of them, but when it was just give Kevin Durant the ball, get out the way because I don't know what to do with it. It was kind of you know. I feel you. I don't know. I give the slight edge to Brooklyn, but because of star power. Yeah, just as a, just because of star power, like you know, Drew Holiday was 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 doing his thing against Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Imagine James Harden and Kyrie Irving against those two. Like that's oh, if it's, if if James if Kyrie is there, if if James Harden and Kyrie is there, yes. Okay. If yeah, they're I'm, both there, I'm they win the championship. Not even it's yeah, they they win that in five. Right. Like it's just that's just too much. This is too much for Devin Devin Booker is at this point in time in 2021, he was like a slightly below average defender. Now he's like average. He's he's serviceable, but even then, those two dudes, you can't be serviceable. You have to be great. The, the three, the the combination of the three of them could get you an average of 90 a game. Right. Like easily. That's that's not unfathomable. It's really not because the way KD was playing, like he averaged, he averaged thirty five against the Bucks. So, yeah, he averaged thirty five against the Bucks. You think thirty five? You think Kyrie could get twenty five easy, twenty five plus easy? Right. That's 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 what six. That's seventy. 
Right. Am I tripping? No, 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 I'm tripping. My math is way off. That's 60. James Harden. 60. Yes, 25 and 35 are 60. But I think he probably would actually get, get you closer to 27, 28. And I think James Harden, is, could he could have easily filled in with another 22 plus. So either way, the three of them were averaging closer to 90 points a game. The three of them. Right. But here's and, here's one part of this 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 what if that's really interesting to me. It's because I don't think like I think whoever won this series or won the finals, or whatever, doesn't necessarily change where people like are playing, but I do think it's where how we perceive it changes how we perceive certain players. Like Giannis, after he got his championship, that's when everyone's like, Oh, Giannis is the best player in the league. Like, yes, in 2021, we we're like, oh, he's top 10, top seven. Some <clears throat> excuse me, some would say top five, but when he got that championship, that's when everyone was like, oh, Giannis is number one. It would change a lot of perceptions. It, it changes a lot of perception. Like, I honestly, I know I was, I saw him as like a top seven, top five player. But then after seeing what he did in the finals, that truly was like a legendary moment. I was like, all right, he got he got it at this point. He he didn't necessarily out duel Durant, but he played Durant pretty evenly. And, he, you know, he did end up with getting the win. So I guess he gets a slight edge at that point. But that finals performance was just masterful. It was. And had he lost, you you would not have gotten it. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, now, and I'll say this too. This changes a lot of people's things. Like, for example, James Harden's, James Harden's legacy automatically cemented with a chip. Right. Re, all of the knocks that we have on him. I think would be toned down significantly if he's a two-time champion on two different right. teams. Kevin Durant, although again, a lot of people would still have something to say because it was it, it would have been with Kyrie and KD, or with Kyrie and James Harden, the perception would change a bit because Brooklyn was really his team. And it would have been more of a feeling of that really being his team, you know what I mean? As opposed to him going to Golden State. Right. And Steve Nash. Steve Nash, <laughs> although he although Jock Vaughn is very quick has very quickly proven that Steve Nash was not the greatest of coaches. And I and if I'm being completely honest, I don't know why they jumped to Steve Nash in the first place. They should have never fired Kenny Atkinson. He was an amazing coach. He had D'Angelo Russell looking like an all star. Especially Dan Moody was averaging like twenty two a game under his tutelage. I just don't understand. I really don't understand. Yeah, he had Brooklyn booming. Yeah, it was weird. That and was then, like a lot of politics for real. I felt like Jock Vaughn didn't get he never got he never got his his just due. Now like I feel like he's getting his just due now. I'm right. happy that he's getting his just due now because I feel like he because uh if I'm not mistaken, he when when Kenny Atkinson was gone, he did a good job with that team. Mm-hmm. I, he, I remember him doing a good job with the team, especially in a bubble when they were competing in certain situations. He had Karis LeVert looking terrific. Right. Like, I thought that – I felt that Jock Vaughn should have gotten a shot as a coach before, and I'm very happy that he's turned this situation. Like, before, it was just a bunch of drama. Like, I feel like because and – I, and I think this kind of plays into what we're talking about here. Like, ultimately, I feel like – there's drama because there's tension and there's tension because there's pressure 
and there's pressure because there's no there's no championship and you were bought you were brought together with expectations the, the expectations have created these the, the pressure and the pressure has created the drama right and so i feel like james harden katie and kyrie would still be together with steve nash might i add mm-hmm. if they had won a championship no doubt also no, they would definitely yeah. be together and i guess that yeah. does change the landscape in a sense because then you have to ask yourself would that still be the best team right now because i'm not sure just because you know even after this let's say they did win the finals even then like in the real in the real world that we live in now what happened happened but despite that Durant still has been hurt every year. Harden's still been hurt every year. And I don't know about Kyrie with all the other hoop, all the hoopla going on around him, but that's just hard to say that happens because that stuff has nothing to do with, with uh, basketball for real. Yeah. But you can say Durant and Harden, who are, I think it's safe to say Harden at that time, at that time at least Harden was a better player than Kyrie. Now I guess you want, if you want to debate it, go ahead. But yeah, you can at that time, it. Harden was a better player. Absolutely. So this would have been the two best players, both. I feel like they still would have been getting hurt. So I don't know if it would have been a one-off. I feel like I feel like it would have, but it would have been. It's, it's a good question to wonder. It's a good thing to wonder. Would they still be the best team? Because I feel like they were the best team. They just they were got hurt. They were by far the best team in terms of talent. Right. Like just straight up talent. Like I think that they realistically. That team was so low. Like, just the three of them, they were, yeah, they were just, it was just loaded. Like, you couldn't guard the three of them. Yeah, could they stop anybody? No. You said what? I said, that's impossible. Yeah, could you, could you, could you, uh, could you get buckets on them? Most certainly. But I don't know if you could outscore them. Right. That would have been the problem every game and they were they were running people up and again when I talk about pressure you got the three of them coming down scoring at any given moment and then you have to come back on the other end and score and if you don't they are going to score yeah and they're going to run you off the floor that's that's what happened the first couple games with the Bucks and Nets when they they squared off they got run off the floor by James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Even Kyrie and KD alone, they ran them off the floor. Right. Yeah, I guess another interesting wrinkle of this too is, of course, they if they win, they probably stay together. So what happens to Ben Simmons now? Oh, but the Ben Simmons situation. <laughs> that's funny. That's it's funny. It's funny because, yes, if they do win, I think they do stay together. And I'll say this though, to 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 play devil's advocate to your point, because I do agree when it comes to health, that would have been a very interesting thing to see. But at the same time, you talk about they had only been together for a few months and they were they were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. If they had a full summer to train together and work together, and 
also, you know, off of, cha- off of being champions together, who's to say that they don't, you know, get more chemistry and learn how to play off of each other better? I feel you. Are you referring to you're referring to the Nets with Harden and Katie and mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that would be my only challenge to that that statement. But otherwise, I, I I do agree. Just generally off the sense of injury. Yeah. Uh. So. But Ben Simmons, that would have been an interesting thing too. That that that, that changes that whole situation. We probably would have settled on somebody else and gotten <laughs> something different. I mean, technically, because again. That that whole situation was just a mess. Y'all y'all would have took that Jeremy Grant package. <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a time. They was talking about all the all the deals for Ben. The Sixers community was in shambles. Yeah, I was one of them. I remember. I'm still one of them. I'm still one of the Sixers community. No, I forget. I forget one of the worst ones was uh. They were talking about trading Ben Simmons for Porzingis on like first take or something. It's like, bro, what? <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Luca Doncic and Ben Simmons would never work together. Nah, Luca would probably uh, make him cry for real. Yeah, he <laughs> yelling at his ass. Yeah, he would want to get him up out of there. Luca be yelling at his teammates like shit. No nah, man, that definitely been interesting. Because the Nets, the Nets' misfortune uh, coincided with the Sixers' misfortune, and yeah, then, so it was perfect timing. Yeah, and they both were like, "I right, we both we got two fucked up situations with two specific players. Let's just let's just make a swap." Yeah, I was like, "Let's just get out. Let's just let's just get ourselves out of out of dodge." Right, but I'm look I'm looking back at some of these old deals, and some of them were actually kind of fascinating. You have. Back at that point, Garland, Okoro, and Rubio, which would have been God, that'd have been great. I'd have loved some that for me. Those deals, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at some deals uh, from SB Nation. Okay, that they proposed at that time, that they said were ideas at the time: uh, Wiggins, Wiseman, and Moody for Matisse Thybulle and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <laughs> Halliburton and Buddy Hill. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. This was in the I, summer, though. Like, you know, this article this posted? Was, let me see. This was this article was posted September twenty, September seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, so that was before the season because I was about to say Garland. Once the season started, Garland was definitely not, Garland's was value not was way up there. Yeah. Which I'm still I'm still in disbelief that they got Sabonis and Buddy Healed. Well, they got Buddy Healed and Halliburton. For the Pacers? Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of I'm still like wow. <laughs> Shit, Halliburton looking like the next the next uh point guard for real. Yeah, he looking like the next big thing out here. 20 and 10 is ridiculous. hmm I'm looking, I'm I'm looking, I see. Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren, and a pick. That would end horribly. None of it. Yeah, that doesn't work either way. You got Derek White, Devin Devin Vassell, 
a pick and DeJounte Murray for Ben. That would have been bad, actually. That would not have been, been bad Basel at all. Has been, uh, has been hooping for real, for real. He has. After 20 per game, low-key. Yeah, and then you get Ben Simmons for a smaller for a smaller Ben Simmons, basically. Well, uh, a smaller, a smaller but way more confident yes. version. Yes. And then you look, um, I see CJ McCollum and Rocco for Matisse and Ben. The Anthony Melton, who we wound up getting anyway, Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams for Ben. That's trash. That is trash. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is god awful. Isaiah Joe, Matisse, Ben, uh, D'Angelo for for D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jane Daniels. Ew. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, At that time, that's disrespectful. The options that were available were the best option came from the Nets misfortune, pretty much. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's just definitely an interesting wrinkle there. I mean, me personally, I would have taken Tyrese Halliburton at the time. Yeah, but because I was a that fan. That was also him then. He was still on the Kings then, so it could have happened. But I feel like the Kings kind of wanted a bigger dude at that point, for real, for real. Yeah, like a big man. Yeah, and that's what they wound up with because they, I guess they were held, they were held, you know, held bent on keeping De'Aaron Fox, which I don't mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is okay, but he's not like a he's not the kind of guy, at least in my opinion, that you're like built that you're building around. Yeah, the offense their offense now is like built around Sabonis, interestingly enough. And Sabonis is hooping, so more power to him. But hey, I mean they're winning. They they're going to make the playoffs, it looks like. So that's something they haven't done in 16 years. So at that point, the trade's a W. Yeah, well, they ain't going nowhere else though. <laughs> well, I get home court. <laughs> There's like they're like for the fourth seed now, fifth seed. This yeah, is off topic, but we could just look real quick. Yeah, but they're they're not going nowhere. So it's this teams that's not going nowhere. Like that's the one unfortunate thing about sports sometimes that in reality, in the grand scheme of things, like what we were talking about, it's really only two or three teams that's really about to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that can really do something for real. For like Golden State is the seventh seed. They've been struggling for the longest, but we all know when they turn it on, they are going to be one of those teams, regardless of what the situation is. Right. I'm full on. I'm full on Warriors hater mode right now. Like I, I want them to not even make the playoffs. Of course, of course you do. Because they're one of the few teams that, that, as a Celtics fan, they're one of the few teams that actually worry me. Steph Curry, Steph Curry took took your heart. Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> right? That Wiggins shit is not happening again. But <laughs> Steph Curry is still dangerous, and Klay Thompson's ramping up. Listen, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, he he better be shitting on people in the playoffs this year. He was shitting on people up until he ran into the Wiggins, and I honestly think it was more so because the whole team was tired versus that Wiggins was that guy. His bro was cooking Giannis. You think you think Wiggins is a problem? No, he was burnt out. Statistically, he, Giannis he, and Jimmy. statistically he was. He had to he he had to he had to beat Durant, Giannis, and Jimmy Butler like 
all those players are way better defenders than Andrew Wiggins. And, Jim, was and Jimmy beat. Butler and Jimmy Butler is is like he becomes God in the playoffs for whatever reason. Right. Right. He becomes he like, blessed by by this divine power once the playoffs start. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but because he no, I don't think it was Andrew Wiggins. I think Jason Tatum just went through a fucking gauntlet and happened and just so happened to be guarded by Andrew Wiggins, who was he ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I still it's still I, I'm I'm still puzzled by that series. Like he really he went through the gauntlet of Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Jim and Jimmy Butler, which is one of the more like, which is one of the better runs that you that you've gone on that anybody has ever gone on we talked about this during the time i feel like if if the Celtics won the chip that during that that would have been that would have been the the toughest playoff path in recent memory yeah in recent memory yes yeah yeah you You have to go back to like like the bull a bulls path like a a jordan era bulls path maybe not even because he played some shit teams they didn't play nobody right they were they were the best team. They were like better than everybody else. They the only teams he played were like I would say that's probably the best run since Dirk Dirk's run when he beat yeah. Kobe. He beat Kobe. Beat LeBron. Beat KD. Right. That'd probably be the best run since then. Probably a better run if I'm being honest with you. But that's neither here nor there. Speaking of yes, that next team. Would that Nets team have beaten last year's Celtics? Last year's Celtics is hard. That's hard because it's hard to me simply because that last year's Celtics team had the greatest defense, statistically greatest defense in history. Really? Statistically. Huh. They did. I think the net I think that Nets team is hard because we beat them, we swept them. And Harden. Harden is a big help. However, I don't know if Harden changes a sweep to a victory. Those were some cl- every game was close. It was close. Every game was close. It was close. And y'all was switching on two, y'all was switching and helping the two people. Think about having to do that with three. I feel you. I don't know. I really don't know. Like That's I'm not a great sure. Question, ain't it? It's a good question. It is. I just feel like we had the personnel to handle that. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown on Harden, Tatum. Of course, it's a team game, but Tatum on Durant. It was everybody on Durant, to be honest. Who's guarding James Harden? Who's guarding James Harden? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's an elite defender. Yeah, who guards Kyrie? Marcus Smart. Uh, Defensive player of the year. Yeah, right. Hey. It's a good question. Hey, I think we could simply because the others around them were kind of like food. Yeah, like Nick Claxton, he got played up the series. Bruce Brown was the best player in the actual, the real world series. He still would have been solid, I guess. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like, who's going to help you? I guess it's hard to say because with, with a team like that, they would have been three max players. The role players that they have would have been completely different from like what they actually had in, in the real world. All right, but say all right, say it's that exact team with Joe okay. Harris, 
Claxton, the team that they lost with, but fully healthy. Fully healthy? Fully healthy. Harden, Kyrie, KD, fully healthy. We had a shot. I think we could have because just because uh matchup wise, the thing that the thing that really hurts the Nets is like if you're a big a big team with athletic bigs, like that is why y'all that is why the Bucks were even giving them some run because the the Bucks had the most athletic big guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Giannis. Yeah. And we have um at least on the defensive end, Robert Williams. Robert Williams was just he's just uh he's a bad news for the Nets. Yeah, a manimal. Right and Chris and uh, Al Horford, while he's while he doesn't look athletic, he he be doing some shit sometimes. Yeah. And then Tatum's also a big dude. But I think we we had the right kind of team. Shit. Probably would have won seven, and I don't know who would have won, but at least matchup wise, Boston had a better shot at yeah. Boston had the better matchup if you yeah. compare last year's team to the twenty twenty one. And what do you think that twenty twenty one team would do this year, fully healthy? Ooh. Where do you think they would rank? I still think they, it's funny because I think they'd still be second in the East. Mm. Boston's just way too deep to be to be not first. Mm. And like Boston's first, despite they had some bad losses this year, don't get me wrong, but but if they played the way they're supposed to, they would still they wouldn't even have 10 losses yet. Which I guess says something about the team regardless, but you know. Yeah, they doing they not they not doing it right now. Yeah. I think that still would have been second, interestingly enough. Something something about Boston though that I, that still concerns me down, like to this day, is the same thing I that I talked about last year. The lack of a point guard. Bro, Marcus Smart is doing a wonderful job. He but I regular season and playoff basketball is different. He was he did a wonderful he got his team to the finals. Yeah, you can't knock that. But then you see what happened in the finals. You got people, you got Al Horford and other folks taking late game shots, and Jason Tatum is not in position to even take shots. But and that's then, I don't think that's Marcus Smart's fault. I mean, as the point guard, you're supposed to get the the, the right the, the right person the, the ball in their hands. I I will in response to your point, I will say this. I understand you're saying the point guard thing, and you're probably you're probably leaning towards more like a better point guard, quote unquote. But also like a Chris Paul. Yeah, better playmaker. Chris Paul's been one of the best playmakers, one of the best point guards, one of the best players, period, for years. And he didn't get to the finals until he was like the second. I mean, he was the main ball handler, but Devin Booker was like the dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just because you're a great playmaker doesn't necessarily take you to the finals. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take you. You're right. I think Marcus Smart 100%. is the right guy for the job. Right. With this particular team, because mm-hmm. you don't want a guy who's taking the ball out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's hands either. You know what I mean? Right. I understand I think, that. So I just feel like I get what you're saying. I think Marcus Smart truly is the right guy for the job. His assist to turnover ratio is is really good now. Okay. And because um, I that, I just really want to honestly I just really want to see that in the playoffs. I just want to see. I want to see him like operate the floor and how I want to see how they operate in late game situations in the playoffs. I feel you to your point. He had, he had a couple, a couple of brain farts in the, throughout that run last year. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's, that's, that's my biggest concern for y'all. That, Cause the thing is again, y'all a great team and I would not, I wouldn't put it past y'all to win at all. 
I really wouldn't because I think y'all can. But I think that that is always going to be my main concern with that team. And and, in comparison with that Brooklyn Nets team versus y'all, like right now, I think they had a main ball handler. Like Like James Harden was that guy. You're right. And not only was he that, he knew when to put his foot on the gas. Like James Harden was playing some of the best basketball we'd ever seen him play. And that's 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 crazy to say because it's James Harden and we've right. seen him play we've we've seen him drop like 50 and 60 and all that can like consistently in, in seasons before. So he was playing some of the best pe- uh, point guard basketball that I've seen and not just that season, but just in terms of all point guards in the past 10 years, I'd say, because he had a perfect, I feel like he had a perfect balance of when to score and really kick it in gear offensively in terms of ramping up to scoring. Mm-hmm. But then he was also patient enough to break down defenses and get other people to ball. And I think that if you had him, if you had have him healthy, he gets other he gets those role players going. I think a big reason why Joe Harris in, in such struggle when he wasn't healthy was because he was the one creating so many looks for people. I get what you're saying. He was he was opening up the floor for everybody. I feel you. And I just feel like that's also like just the way that team is constructed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Boston, like you could plug, it doesn't have to be Marcus Smart, you could plug Derek Wright at the point guard, you could plug Brogdon at the point Brogdon, guard, yeah. at the point guard. They're still gonna right. they're still going to function. Yeah. Versus with the okay. Nets, as you saw when they don't have their point guard, suddenly Kevin Durant looks like uh TJ Warren. You know what I mean? No, nah, <laughs> let's not say that. Oh, that you guess. I'm just saying if the Nets had a point guard playing for them last year in the playoffs, Kevin Durant would have played better. Of course. But because they had Bruce Brown running the show outside of Kevin Durant, it was just rough. That's all I'm saying. Bruce Buckets Brown. It's because, I mean, and again, that's kind of a Steve Nash problem. Yeah, <laughs> but, Steve Nash was bad news. But I just think that's more so like a fit thing and a roster construction thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think Boston's good with the point guard options they have. Especially mm-hmm. with Brogdon there too. Like if Marcus Smart's struggling, we can honestly just swap out, for, swap him out for Brogdon, and Brogdon yeah. definitely will get the job done. Yeah, he should. In all honesty, like I feel like Steve Nash should have never got that job. Oh, never, never, never ever in life. Kenny Kenny Atkinson should not have been fired. He should still be the coach, <laughs> to be honest. Yes, or Jock Vaughn. I think. Yeah, and we're seeing it now. Like. Jack Vaughn is very clearly a effective head coach. Yeah, but that's the thing that that, that Nets team was a lot of uh, hand wringing and uh, puppeteering by Durant and Kyrie. I think Ken, I think that Jack Vaughn is cutting that BS out. Yeah, honestly, they've been quiet and they've been winning. Yeah, because but also because because uh, the drama's gotten it, the drama reached such a peak. It's like the players have to really be like, all right, maybe we should just just hoop <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. it reached such a peak that it was getting is getting ridiculous it was it was it was honestly insane like every mo- every minute you had you heard nothing but like 
things about basketball. Right. We heard everything but things about basketball. This is now we're only hearing about basketball, which is what I've been waiting for, and I've been saying it for a while. We've been waiting for this for a minute, but I feel like again, if they ultimately had won a championship, they that that never happens because I feel like it would have been like, can they get another one now? Right. But like that would have been the only conversation. It wouldn't have been like I feel like James Harden. This whole narrative that's being built about him getting ready to gear up and go back to Houston. It's because he hasn't won a chip. I feel, I feel like if he tastes the 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 sweet taste of victory, he would <laughs> he would have stayed in Brooklyn, right? Easily, he would have stayed in Brooklyn. Kyrie, I think a lot of the things that a lot of the acting out that he had done would have been handled. I think he would already have a contract. Same thing with KD. Oh, easily. I think KD he wouldn't have obviously he wouldn't have requested trade. I think, again, a lot of the drama doesn't go, you know, doesn't, doesn't, it never happens. Stephen A, Stephen A. Smith, you'll never hear him talk about Kyrie the way he does. All right. So I, I feel like, again, just the, the level of expectation built up and created pressure, and that pressure created drama. All right. Now, one thing, like, I want to jump back to, like, the, the player ranking thing real quick. Like you said, with Durant, if Durant wins that, his legacy is like uh, he's absolved from from past crimes in the in the world of many. Do you think we consider Durant the best player in the league right now? If he did that and got that chip, because that's what happened with Giannis. We didn't think he was the best. We thought he's great. We didn't think he's the best, and then he wins, and suddenly he's the consensus number one player. KD KD has a much he has a much greater argument. I don't know, because right now, because I think Giannis, I think, further defended his claim. Because I'll say this, KD at that moment in time definitely becomes number one. Because I think that at that point in the series when Giannis and KD played against each other, KD was the best player on the floor, no doubt. Mm -hmm. By far the best player on the floor at that point. He was literally being double, triple, throwing everything through the, they threw everything but the kitchen sink at him. He saw a full dose of PJ Tucker and he was still dropping 50. And if he if he beats Giannis and wins the finals, he's definitely the best player at that point. And then it kind of would have just came down to what happened last year. Because to me, Giannis winning a championship didn't put him at number one for me. Would because at that point, I mean, it, it put him at number one for the time being, but it really like last season him coming out in his defense of his title, even though he ultimately didn't defend it. I, his 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 effort and his title defense further cemented it for me because. The things that he did, it was kind of a similar situation, ironically, when you think about it, because Jason Tatum, like a lot of people are talking about where Jason Tatum is at. Like they don't talk about it. And is he a number one player? Is he, is he, well, not is he a number one, but is he the number one player? Is he the best player? Is he uh, like, is he the best young player? Like a lot of people talk about that conversation and Giannis is a is like a a superstar great, and Giannis 
was the best player on the floor in that series. Mm-hmm. You're right. He lost, and he didn't have he didn't have adequate help per se. I mean, he had enough help to win it to win, but he didn't have his full complement of uh, you know weapons or rep around him yeah, to get it done. So it's kind of an ironic situation. Yeah. So I think with that being said, like. Giannis really cemented that for me, just the, by watching how he performed. Like he came out, he what he dropped fifty in Game Seven, was it or forty, something like that? In the in the in the against the Celtics, yes, yeah, it's like forty some. Yeah, he was dropping. He was dropping forty, and he was cooking the Celtics. And you talk like about how great their defense and all that shit. Yeah, like you talking you talking about how great the Celtics defense was last year. He came out, he was cooking the Celtics. Right. So and that's what Rob Williams with Al Horford, Jason Tatum. Like he was getting all that thrown at him and he was still just hooping. Or to now like what do you think with like Harden's legacy? Because Harden's Harden's legacy is just we don't know where it's at right now. He kind of just Hanging on, hoping, hoping MB takes him to the promised land to change that narrative. <laughs> but if if he was an active contributor, and again, we, we you know the playoff uh, choking thing aside, that people love to paint on him with good reason in some regards. Yes, yes. But um, I feel like if he wins, I, he's, he's we look at him a lot differently as well. Now, we do look at them different, right? But I also would say this. I think we look at him, we don't, like, it's not completely changed, I would say, because it is changed. Don't get it twisted. But I think from the perspective perspective of it took him, him playing with Kyrie and KD, I think it kind of, it it has a different light a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that would become that, that to me would be the question of like, cause I, I think at that point, I don't know, like James Harden, he would be looked at as having to be a number two. Like you couldn't do it. Like, I think the next thing would be, all right, you couldn't do it in your prime and you, you couldn't do, you couldn't do it as the best player. Right. And I mean, he may not care because ultimately at that point he would be a champion, but I think that would be the next kind of argument that people hold against him. Like you, you were, you know, a sec, a, a secondary player. Right. No, I feel you. He's, he's always been polarizing even at his peak. So I think it's just, it's been easy to make a, come up with a new criticism. Mm-hmm. Just because, especially like, oh, you're the choking thing, and oh, you're you have to ride Kevin Durant's coattail, and there's something like you weren't even the second best player on your team for real. The the Kyrie apologist, you want for whatever you want to call them. And uh, man, I have a I have a question for you. What's up? What happens if that Nets team fully healthy goes to the finals and loses to the Suns? Oh God, <laughs> that would have been. For one, that would have been an embarrassment. <laughs> Point blank period. Like, <laughs> oh, I can I guess imagine the, I just imagine the um the slander. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, damn, Kevin Durant got cooked by Devin Booker, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Miles mm-hmm. Bridges was, or Mikhail Bridges was really frying Durant. Like, you know, this all that going on. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like the Wiggins and uh and Tatum thing. Like, this this mid-tier small forward is really, you know, locking you, you up type yes, thing. Yes, yeah. But I think that would have hurt things more than the Bucks thing. Because at least with Durant, like, they lost to the Bucks, but he played valiantly to the point where no one could knock him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think losing to the Suns would have been a bit. And this is assuming that they're like fully healthy. Losing to the Suns would have been unthinkable or unacceptable. But if they're like, mm-hmm. if it's just Durant and the boys, it is what it is. But. And also, when you think about it, then Chris Paul's legacy is cemented. I think he might already retired. Right. Or he might have been, he might be a lot closer to retire. Because at this point, I feel like he's just playing just to get that ring. Right. It's, it's, it's not looking too good. <laughs> it's not at all. It's looking really, really bad, if I'm being honest with you. Hey, they could give us Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson for Tobias. I'll take it <laughs> with a pick. Tobias is the overall better player than both of them. But. <laughs> And then the the net the, the Suns need something because boy that shit looking they looking like they gotta be the ninth the nine seed. <laughs> oh boy, and having to having to having to play a home play a home playing game for your life and then go on the road and play another one. Ew. Yeah, that Chris is, Paul's been cool. bad. Point blank, he's been bad. Devin Booker has been good, but he's been hurt. The eight in thing is a mess. You can see the chemistry is is kaput. They high key see they high. I'm not gonna say they need to blow. I am gonna say it. They need to blow it up. They need to retool. They need to trade eight in and get what they can get and just take a year off and go from there because it's not good. Yeah, the situation is, and I think a big part of it is because they didn't want to pay eight in, and I think they kind of got greedy. Yeah. I think not wanting to pay Aiden, and I, they didn't really make any. They didn't really bring anybody in. Like Chris Paul re-signing Chris Paul to that. What was it? Four years, one hundred twenty million, something like that in that ballpark. Yeah, something like that. That's nasty work. Like that's a nasty <laughs> contract that you lock yourself into as a team. That's a nasty work. That's a nasty contract. To lock yourself into with a player that's in his late thirties, if it's not LeBron James or KD or somebody like that, that's a nasty work right there. Right, like Chris Paul, in my personal and humble opinion, he's he's a player who's a three or a number three or four at this point on somebody's championship team. If I'm being honest with you, for real, and like we saw how like, the Mavericks exposed him last year. I feel like he should be the th- three, but the. The Suns aren't giving Aiton the opportunity to be who he can be. So I think, honestly, like, I feel like Aiton is right to be upset with the team because they're not using him properly. They're not exposing him enough. And he wasn't trying to paint him. Like, he can shoot jumpers, and yet they just have him, like, pick and rolling to the end of for, to the end of days. Like, you know what I mean? They're not using him properly. I'd be upset, too. It's like, why am I – why are you making me play like I'm freaking Clint Capella? Well, there's no adjustment because I think uh, it's probably because of the fact that the first year, like when Chris Paul got there, I think he was one of the league leaders in pick and roll points. Like he was a bucket in the pick and roll. Yeah, but he I was, but like the league has adjusted to it. Any player who's who's 
better than a role player. The thing that separates a lot of players from like role players to like good players or great players is like they grow and add to their game. You know what I mean? Like Aiden can do, he can do more. He's shown he wants to do more mm-hmm. when they're refusing to let him do more. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons, for example, he was, he had star potential and all this, but at this point he's a role player. And it's probably, probably all he's going to be because Ben Simmons has not shown the desire to get better. The desire to improve on his weaknesses. He just like, I'm just going to put in my strengths and that's it. That's who I am. And like, yes, that's great and dandy, but like, you know, like let's say Tatum only played to his strengths. He never developed his playmaking. Then he'd just be he'd just be a scorer. I'd say, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be a star. So, I think Aiton wants to be more. He can be more, and it's like you're forcing him to just be again Clint Capella. He's not even a great defender. Right? He's not even he's not even that kind of defender. He's not that kind of player. So I just don't. If I were him, I'd be upset too. Like, what is going on here? Why did you draft me number one to make me be a role player? Yeah, it's, it's 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 very hard. It's very hard to even fathom what they're gonna do with that situation at this point. Right. Where you got any any final thoughts here? Well, I'll say this: if Jock Vaughn would have had more time, or Kenny Kenny Atkinson, or Jock Vaughn would have had some time to really work with that big three, I think it might have worked out. I agree. But because I think Steve Nash was in over his head, I think Steve Nash was in over his head, and I think that he like no, there was no real accountability for those players. I think that's ultimately what broke up one of the most talented trios of all time. Yeah, I mean, mismanagement for real. Yeah, you had a lot of mismanagement, a lot of people listening to orders, like a lot of like, uh, the Nets essentially capitulated a lot to what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted. And, And I've said it before, I don't know if I've said it on this, platform specifically but Kyrie Irving and KD almost single-handedly destroyed very quickly what could have been something that they were going to make special because the net situation like they don't have any caps they don't have much cap space like they're still making good moves and I I give them credit like bringing Royce O'Neal is terrific getting a guy like T.J. Warren, getting those kind of pieces. But they don't have a a whole lot of assets left to use. And, again, if Kyrie or KD walks out the door, there goes your your championship efforts. Right. I know. I will say they don't play Seth Curry too much. And he can can fetch you something. Yeah, you can get a pick or something out of him. You can get a pick. I I wouldn't trade Cam Thomas because their core players are a bit older. So, you need somebody who's – under 25 but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens you know they climbed to second seed as you know Durant's hurt so we'll see what happens from there but yeah mm-hmm. they are just they are just an interesting case to, to keep tabs on at all times absolutely but that's that's all my thoughts that's all I got got you I'm gonna wrap it up then
right, y'all. So that's it for today's episode of Game Time. Again, this is Zach Reich, hosted by Jarvi Wilson. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time Underscore Podcast, at Twitter, at, on Twitter at Game Time Underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. Listen to this episode and past episodes and future episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. We can't wait to talk more basketball on Game Time.